Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Think Park Podcast. I'm Tom, and we're doing things a little bit differently this week. And I feel like I've said that a lot recently, but, you know, we're uh, innovating where we can. That's how we've kept on going all this time. Episode 182, I think it is, today, which is quite scary. But there's a very good reason to innovate this week, or pass the buck on to somebody else and that's because as you hear this all being well i should be in florida right now which is very exciting and because i'm recording this before i've actually got there still doesn't really feel real i I, i'm gonna have to pinch myself when i land i think it's been such a long time coming but not only am i away from home so is josh he is off in a far more, I'm sure, glamorous theme park location right now, somewhere in a rural part of the UK, which I've completely forgotten the name of and didn't write down. But without much further ado, I am very, very, very honoured to introduce a special American Revolution edition of the Park Rush podcast because friend of the show, Pastor John Self, very, very kindly offered to record an episode for us this week which is very very exciting uh, and he's got a friend to to help him do just that now the intro that john recorded it didn't come out great i'm sorry john but but it didn't come out great so i i thought i'd do that bit again for him and just introduce john to those of you who may have missed episodes that he has guested on previously pastor john is as his name suggests a pastor full-time but more importantly He's not doing the Lord's work. He's doing King Mickey's work and uh, preaching to whoever will listen about the joys of going to uh, US theme parks, Florida theme parks specifically. He visits them fairly often, certainly more often than Josh and I. I think it's fair to say. And he will, in fact, be in Florida for some of the time that I might be in Florida Uh which is very exciting as well. I might finally get to meet the man who uh, shows us up with his knowledge every time he's on. And and today is no different. Uh, you can follow John on Twitter. He is at Pastor John Self. And you can find most of his Thing Park writing, which centres around food, at Universal Food Blog. That's uogrubhub.com, uogrubhub.com. And also at piratesandprincesses.net. That's piratesandprincesses.net. Without further ado, I'm going to let John introduce his guest and take it away from there. Thanks again very much to John for stepping in. And thank you all at home for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. We'll be back next week with an episode of some description. Until then, stay safe out there. John. Over to you. Before we get into things I've already mentioned in our opening segment of this week's podcast, I have the high privilege to introduce to you my friend, Xavier Hamilton of the Universal Food Block. Xavier, thanks for taking some time to chat with me today. Well, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, you've made me feel like a, a bigger person that I already am. Um, I'm just a, a small blogger 
do not get it wrong, everyone. Just a, a small YouTuber, blogger, do a couple other things. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I, oh. This is probably my first. No, this is the second show I've been on outside of our own podcast. I, I know it's the second one you've been on because I helped get you on the other one. So I'm aware of that one that you did all by yourself. But um uh, Xavier, can you just, you know, because for those of you who are unaware, Xavier lives in the Orlando area. He's one of those people who survives in the Orlando area. Can you tell us about yourself, your love of Orlando area theme parks, and of course, food? Yes. Okay. So um, I started out when I'm coming to Orlando. Um, I started out going to Disney, you know, that's usually how everybody starts. They start out at Disney and then, you know, they get tired of Disney, so, you know, they find other things to do. So, like, after I did that, um, my thing was Gift Kids to Roll. I would go there a lot, constantly, you know, volunteering there. And I was like, I like this, but, you know, I still want some theme park in my life. And Disney just, I love Disney, but I, it was getting to that point where I'm like, I can't do that anymore. Um, so I started going to Universal. My first time at Universal was at Horror Nights, actually. It was during, I think it was 20, it was either during 2017 or 2018. can't remember now. Um, but one of those years, I went with a friend. I was like, I don't know about this. Don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. Um, but I was like, all right, we're going to do this. I'm going with you. So I went with him to Horror Nights. We had a great time. And I ended up buying an annual pass the next night and um, going the next night with, you know, the free Horror Nights ticket because I got Premier Pass. Um, so did that. It was it was great. Loved it. Um, and that kind of what started my, you know, my journey to the food block. So I end up, I want to say three months later, um, I end up going to uh, Universal again, and the only food at Universal that I knew about was, you know, the restaurants in City Walk, and that's because, you know, they had it advertised, Panda Express, Burger King, Moe's, so I was like, every time I went to Universal after that, that's what I got, um, just because, like, you don't have anyone that's like Disney Food Box that advertises, you know, food that's happening at Universal, well, back in 2017, you didn't have, you know, people talking about food. You have a bunch of people now. Um, after, you know, after I popped up, then, you know, that's when the Orlando Informers, that's when actual Universal started advertising their food. I guess they saw that people really wanted to know what type of food they have. So, yeah, after realizing in 20, about 2018, that's when I started, you know, Universal Food Blog. It was, it was on October thirty first of twenty twenty nineteen. That's when I started it. My first picture was the guava cruffin that they have over. Well, that they had over at Today Cafe. Uh, they still have. Uh, guava cruffin item it's just not the well they have a guava cream cheese item but it's not the cruffin it's a it's more like a danish now 
but that's the first thing I posted and it uh didn't go as well as I thought I didn't I've it, that was my first time learning the Instagram algorithm but after that um everything has been going up for us um we've been working hard John will tell you we've been working hard at trying to get ourselves out there let people know that you know we we exist we talk about all the food we talk about shows the events we're gonna be talking about some of the new things coming up uh this week so it's gonna it's gonna be fun that's i guess the basic story of uh, me and how i got started with uh disney well disney universal food blog i guess okay how- favorite thanks for the introduction a couple things just because i'm not sure what our audience knows or doesn't know can you mm-hmm. explain give kids the world because some people may not be familiar with that because it's not technically theme park sure okay so give kids the world is a non-profit organization um we're thinking because I'm in the middle of planning and starting a nonprofit. Um, most nonprofit organizations are actually, you know, they're still for profit. They, you know, they have to make money to survive. Um, so a lot of people, well, I'll get to that, that portion a little bit later, but Gift Kiss the World is a nonprofit um, that brings kids from the Make-A-Wish that's under that Make-A-Wish umbrella where, you know, they make a wish. And a lot of that time or a lot of the time their wish is going to Disney World or going to Universal or going to Legoland. When they make that wish, then they're kind of sent to Give Kids a World. Give Kids a World puts them in, you know, resort amenity, hotel or um, little home, little townhouse home. And they're here for a week and they spend like two, three days at Disney. They spend two days at Universal. They spend a day at Legoland. And they have pretty much uh, the dream vacation of their lives uh, down here in Orlando. And they don't have to worry about cleaning because they have people that come in to the room and clean for them. Security, they have security at Gift Kids the World. They even have like their own rides. They have a Ferris wheel. They have um, Lois Flight. It's kind of like Dumbo. It's ADA accessible. All the rides are ADA accessible. Um, so yeah, it's a basically it's their own vacation resort for um, families that may be going through some things uh, with their kids um, for like medical reasons, stuff like that. It's it's a great organization. I love volunteering with them. Thanks. I we I mean I'm very familiar with Give Kids a World being there, but I forget that many of the people who listen to Theme Park podcasts forget that it exists there. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um, Tom, who's really the host of this podcast that I've hijacked for this week, um, he is on his way to Orlando, probably about the time this podcast drops, and he will be there for the last week of Mardi Gras at Universal Orlando. What do you think Tom needs to know? about Mardi Gras 2022? Oh, that's a good one. Let's know about Mardi Gras. I think this is the only one I did not prepare for. Um, oh, I caught, I caught the guest off guard. <laughs> yeah, this is the only one I didn't prepare for um, just because, like, I I want to get that question. I just basically wanted to answer that off the realm. 
Well, just so you know, I would late, say later, later in this later in this podcast, I'm going to say that he, no matter what people tell him, he should buy the food and beverage card because the food and beverage card does not expire. Yes. And so that's going to appear later in this podcast because we're going to insert this interview early in the podcast for those of you listening. Um, and so that's the big thing because you can get $30 off a hundred. Mm-hmm. You can basically that's 20% off of food at mm-hmm. universal. And so that, food at universal tends to cost less than at Disney as a general rule. So then you're getting 20% off after that. And so if he's going with a group, they could spend that $150 pretty quick. Yeah. I, that's actually the first, that's actually what I was going to mention, but that's what I'm doing today. I'm going to universal <laughs> to buy more of those food and beverage cards. Um, just so I can like have those for horror nights, have those for like right. any, other events that they may have um one thing that i did i don't know if you like were paying attention you probably would see that like i certain items i use like my card with and then some items i use the food and beverage card um if it was like a small price item then i would just use like my credit card and then the higher price items i would use my um food and beverage card but for me that was you know because i needed that card to last for three months right um to be able to last the entire event and it did i have seven dollars left on it so but i'm going to like i'm going to get two more of those um but yeah that is a definitely get those food and beverage cards yeah i have Um, some of the i have some of those collected from my february trip i'll be using here at the end of the month also i used my food in or my food lanyard my graph food lanyard from last year i used that so i know for sure that you can use that you just if you have one you have to make sure that you if they don't know how to bring it up in the system ask for a manager because you can use it at every booth every booth right. for those of you those of you unaware in previous years for mardi gras they've sold like a sampling lanyard and technically um those lanyards weren't supposed to carry. Well, some of them were not supposed to carry into the next year, but Universal has been honoring them at all the food booths, which is if you still have one of those, continue to use it. But you can only use those at food booths during Mardi Gras. You can't use those during Halloween Horror Nights, even though people are going to try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so in, any, other, any other things you want to warn Tom about for Mardi Gras? Uh, yes. Per- parade schedule, anything like that? Um, so, yeah, definitely watch out for the parades because um they still do the the superstar parade that's usually at two o'clock and then the mardi gras parade is usually at 7 30 um so just be prepared to get stuck by yeah one of those parades um if you're if you're not prepared you, you'll be stuck at one end of the park either the front or the back because that's that's the one thing i absolutely hate about the universal and their parades is they literally completely stop traffic because yep. they have those areas where they say must continue walking but people will continuously stop in those areas uh, to watch the parade so just be prepared for that um yeah i agree also- the, the parades the parades are are great there but but the congestion and the traffic is is overwhelming i'm, I'm giving away a a top secret now. Oh, um, this is for parades. If you get over to um, Animal Actors on location, um, I believe it's at 
You want to get over there around, I would say, 5 o'clock. Get over there at 5 o'clock. And around 5.30, for anyone that has not shown up at 5.30, they will then release a couple spots on the app for people to come do parade flow, uh, parade beat flow or song. So yeah, can you explain the the parade float riders and how that's worked this year, at Universal? So I want to say a month before Mardi Gras started, they had a annual pass holder and then general sign up for people to throw beads on the parade floats. Those went within like two, three hours, those were all gone. Gone. If you didn't get one, sorry. They weren't advertising anything for like people to, you know, show up the day of to get a spot. None of that. Um, I want to say about a week into it, we realized that they weren't getting like enough people to actually do the floats. So they would wait until literally the day of about 30, 45 minutes before it was time to leave and get to the float. They would release spots on the app and they, they would not say anything. They would just release the spots. And if you got one, you, you got it. If you didn't, you didn't, but they would release those spots and that's how they would fill those empty spots on the floats. So like I say, at five o'clock, you want to be over there. You want to be waiting because they do their very best or very best to count the people that's outside waiting. Um, they usually count all those people and then they try their best to get all of those people on the floats. It's not a promise that it will happen because I've, I've got away with it twice. The third time I tried, it just, it wasn't our luck. It was, it was a Saturday. So, you know, I um, mean, generally when I do that, it's on the weekday and, you know, less people on the weekday that's coming to be on the floats and see the parade. But generally if you're Monday, that's usually when I do it on a Monday. Um, yeah, you're more likely to get on the parade floats. Yep. So one of the cool things about the Mardi Gras parade is you can actually guests can actually ride and throw beads, and it's mm-hmm. it's a really cool experience. And people will jump and go for the beads in in ways that you would think humans would not go for. But it's kind of an amazing thing for Mardi Gras. So you know the nice calm UK personality may not always fit with Mardi Gras, but we'll see. We'll see. How, we'll see if Tom survives. Um, you will, go ahead. Uh, you will see people with a neck like literally their whole neck is filled with bees and they're going crazy because they want more bees. it is absolutely hilarious to see that on the phones me personally i throw i do a frisbee because you know mm-hmm. no underhand throws you can't do that we're not trying to volleyball someone um but i do a bunch of frisbee throws and i throw to the people all the way in the back because those people are the ones that are like, I want to be. So right. I, I go for those people in the very back. I have a good throw. So yeah. I go for those people. Um, Xavier, since you run Universal Food Blog, <laughs> you should have significant knowledge of theme park food. I what do. are your what, what are your favorite food items right now in the Orlando area theme parks? Okay. So let me tell you, this is going to be, this list is just going to be, it's going to be everywhere in, 
it's going to be mostly sweet. Because that's just that's just my personality. If you see the food blog, you will see it is literally just, it's well, it's not just sweets, but there's a lot of sweets on there. Um, so the first thing or first place I'm going to start is Ciro. I'm over at Ciro at Mama's Pretzel Kitchen. Uh, they have what's called a cheeseburger pretzel, and it is as greasy as it sounds. Okay, but now is this cheeseburger is, pretzel, does this compare to the pepper jack pretzel at Magic Kingdom or the pizza pretzel at Universal, or is it just a whole, it's a mess of greasy goodness? Let me tell you, they take a cheeseburger, like it, they take a, like a real cheeseburger that they have put um, cheese, pickles, um, bacon, like real bacon bits that they like, bacon that they couldn't cooked and chopped up. And then they wrap it in the pretzel. So you have like literally a burger that has been wrapped in the pretzel and then baked in. It is greasy. It is that that is the pinnacle of theme park food right there. And I absolutely love it. Best food item um I've had. Well, that's the best regular food item I've had at SeaWorld. Some of their seasonal options are good, but um for a person that's not coming during like you know the seasonal events that's kind of what i stuck to for this list um that cheeseburger pretzel is definitely the thing that i would go for over at magic kingdom uh sleepy hollow i think a sleepy hollow cafe or just sleepy hollow area that's um if you're going to liberty square if we take that bridge soon as you cross the bridge on the right-hand side, there's a little food nook, and that's the Sleepy Hollow kind of cafe. They have waffles. They make waffles and funnel cakes. I believe it's funnel cakes. Yeah, now um, at this place, some of those items are only served during breakfast hours, right? Uh, yes. Um, okay. So they have a, a breakfast waffle. It comes with eggs, jalapeno cheese, um, tomato, and I believe there's something else on that. That's their breakfast option. You can only get that till 11. Um, and then they have uh, their all-day option, which is uh, just a regular waffle. And then they have one that is with Nutella and fruit. That's the one I'm going to talk about. Uh, they used to have Mickey waffles. Um, they stopped doing Mickey waffles. I'm not sure if they came back just yet. I haven't been in the last month uh, towards Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so. the Mickey, Mickey waffles aren't back there yet. Okay. Um, but I think they're still doing the waffle, but just with uh, the, well, they're still doing the strawberries and cream, just not with the Mickey waffle. Um, it's just with one of their plain waffles, which is, you know, nothing against that plain waffle because it is delicious. Um, when I took my family, I, I bought like four waffles, four or five waffles. And I'm like, why do you get these waffles? And then they started eating them. Like, oh my gosh. Literally during the parade, we went to go stand in front of Sleepy Hollow to watch the parade. And they were like, you need to go get some more waffles. Because it was like a group of 12 of us. And it was like five, six waffles. That's fine for us. No, they wanted more waffles. Um, but yeah, my suggestion is to get that fruit Nutella waffle. Full-size waffle that has yep, been covered waffle. in Nutella. And then they put fresh fruit on it, strawberries blueberries 
And I feel like there's another fruit that's also on that. Can't we think of it real quick, but great waffle. It's, um, it's since it's a full size waffle, it's really a meal. If you're probably standing with two people, you guys can probably make a snack out of it. But that's my go to thing right now at Magic Kingdom. That's what I get almost every time I go there. If I'm not getting one of their seasonal options, um, that's definitely where I go to get a a quick, you know, snacker meal. Um, if you're not looking at like, you know, something sweet like that, definitely I go to to Cosmic Grays Cafe. I think that's what yeah, it's called Cosmic Grays Cafe. And uh I go see my friend uh oh my goodness. Please tell me you don't go there just for Sunny Delight. Oh, yes, I, I go there to go see Sonny perform. <laughs> oh, Savior. Savior, you, you know how I feel about it. You know how I feel about Cosmic Ray's food. Oh, uh, no. What do you think? Uh, not a fan. Uh, okay, so this is what... what this I, I, is my, I, compare it to, I compare it to Mel's and Richter's in the Universal okay. world. Yes, I. it's definitely on that level of food, but... Okay. I'll go there, you know, like say I go there, I will go sit and see his show. Um, I will I literally have that down. Sorry, I just realized computer. I said it wrong. He is Sunny Eclipse. There are people yeah. screaming at this podcast right now <laughs> that I said it wrong. It's Sunny Eclipse. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, so I go see Sunny Eclipse and the Space Angels perform. Um, and then oh goodness, what is the name of his organ? I think he has a special name for the organ. Um, well, I go I go see him perform. Um, and while I'm doing that, I'll mobile order, and then I will go get my kids' meal. Um, That's a good call. Yeah. Um, if you're on the budget, um, get a kids' meal. It comes with a ton of stuff. You get macaroni and cheese, chicken strips, fries, a drink. Why not get that kids' meal? Um, definitely, like, if you're just, you know, trying to get something to hold you over until, you know, maybe your next big meal, and, you know, you need to take a break from being in the parks. Me and my friends, we will spend opening to close in the park, but we're not going to like leave, go back to our homes and then come back. We just, we find a quiet area in the park. Usually it can be Today Cafe. We might get a snack, which usually is a, a kid's meal or two. And okay, for those of you we'll tracking along, more. sorry, those of you tracking along, Today Cafe is over at Universal. So just so you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, we're, we're going to get to Today Cafe okay. a little bit later. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get our, you know, our meal take our break and then continue on um so yeah like i said when i'm going to magic kingdom i definitely go over to um uh tomorrowland and then i'll go get my kids meal and then you know we usually continue on with our day Uh, so the next place is actually today cafe over at today cafe um it's a restaurant as soon as you come into the entry gates it's on the right-hand side of Universal Studios Florida. And they have they have a nice me- menu. I would say they're would you say they're mostly like healthy options. It's not like fried foods that you normally find at the Yeah, they've parks. tried to they've tried to go with that New York delicatessen idea with with some healthier items for breakfast, but of course they also have those decadent desserts also there. So it kind of cancels out some of the healthiness. Yes. <laughs> Um, so over at Today Cafe, they, like you said, they have a bunch of 
of food options that you can get. Um, a lot of them are like, they're like cold cut sandwiches and I'm not a big cold cut sandwich person. Um, so personally, if you have me talk about that, <laughs> I'm going to say, eh, um, but they do have some other good options there. Yeah, um, it's, it's a nice, of- solid, balanced. If you're looking for using all the generic terms, you're looking for cleaner food mm-hmm. or, or you want the taste of what we would define as a New York delicatessen without all the extra grease, then Today Cafe is a good option. It's right there when you come in the park uh, to Universal Studios Florida. And um, it's, it's a nice change from traditional theme park food. Um, so the sandwich that I do get there, it's the big apple cheese platter. Yeah. Um, from eleven ninety nine, uh, that's before your AP discount for your annual pass holder or team member. Um, so it's it's basically a grilled cheese with cheddar Swiss cheese. Um, they take these thinly sliced apples, put those on top, and then they have these roasted tomatoes. They they also put on it in. They put it on white bread and it is uh, pressed in their panini press and it is absolutely uh, delicious. I'm not a tomato person. I've had <laughs> many people ask me, oh, why do, don't you ever get pizza? You know, when we go to a pizza place, I always usually like, get the garlic knots because I hate pizza sauce. I hate tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, for those and of you don't I know. I do not for- like pepperoni. Yeah, for someone who runs a food blog, there are lots of food things that Xavier doesn't like. So it's it's pretty impressive. So, but, you know, just kind of speeding us along here. Um, I think I wrote it as a, do you have another item you really want to mention? Oh, no, no, no. You know, you know what the next question is, because this one, you've seen in advance. So I will read my long winded minister question. Hey, Xavier, I have a self-serving question. In less than two weeks, I'll be staying at Universal Orlando Resort. Yeah. Several of the other theme park media people I partner with want to go to Tucson's Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen. Say that all at one time. I may find myself there four times during a short work week, work-related treat. What do you suggest I order? And also, can you tell us about your obsession about the napkins at Tucson? Okay, so I'll start off with um, the, the easy answer. And that's look for the seasonal items that they have at Universal. Um, And then, you know, you being you, that's the first thing you're going to look for. You're going to look for those seasonal items. But to the normal theme park goer, you know, person that goes once a a month or they're here on their yearly vacation from UK, um, they may not be looking for that. But, you know, look and ask if they have any seasonal options. Um, Tomorrow, they're going to have a seasonal option that, it's literally there for three days, three days only. If you miss it, you miss it. It's going to and be for gone. those of you listening to this podcast, it this it goes away the day this podcast drops. Oh wow! So right. yeah, you guys are going to miss it. This is this is a very limited Easter weekend item. If you if you're really bored and need to find about it, you can. I'm sure Xavier's got something. You know, a food blog. I wrote something for PiratesandPrincesses.net about it. Yes. Um. So they they're going to have a Easter bunny. A milkshake with little peeps. Uh, those are marshmallows and then jelly beans um, on top of it. I believe I forgot the flavor. I think it's orange. Uh, it's pineapple based. 
uh, pineapple. Okay. So yeah, it's going to be a pineapple based milkshake. And I'm very excited for that because they don't normally do a Easter shake, but they are this year. So I'm wondering if Voodoo Donuts is going to do something. going to be there early though to see. Yeah, for those of us who do top three articles, I'll be mentioning the one that's coming out this week later on in this podcast. We always wait to see what seasonal items Tusum and Voodoo Donut come out with, because if they come out with something, most more than likely it's going to be good. Sometimes it's not, but more than likely it's going to be good. So that's a good call about seasonal items. Any other yeah. thoughts about Tusum? So one of my go-to things um, is there something that's on their breakfast brunch menu a lot of people don't know that you can still order from that menu um and it has stuff like quiche on there it has french toast but one of the items on there it's not really french toast it's more like a burger it's more like um what we call a a all-day burger um so they classify are you talking about the patty melt french toast i am i'm talking about the patty melt Okay, for those of you who want to see this, let's do this self-serving thing. I, um, my wife ordered this a trip back. I've written a review on Pirates of Princess of just this item. So go ahead, Xavier. Um, so it's it's called the patio. It's two pieces of challah, um, challah bread uh, that has been battered and pan, you know, skillet pan fried um, to become French toast. And then they take a half pound fresh hamburger patty. They flame broil that up real good. And then they give you a sunny side up egg. Um, I'm not a sunny side up egg person. So I have them cook, you know, cook it hard. And then they basically, they grill that all up with uh, some pork belly and cheese. And they, they don't present it as a burger really but i i turn it into a burger and it's absolutely delicious i love it the pork belly that's on top of it it's always cooked perfectly um i did have one time where the burger came out i, or, I ordered two of them that night and the second burger came out burnt and i was very disappointed but other other than that every time i get this burger it is delicious i will go there just to get this burger um and then it comes with a side of potatoes I usually ask for them to switch those over to tater tots. Uh, they don't always do that. They're like, no, you have to get the house potatoes, but sometimes they will help me out and get me tater tots instead. Yeah. As I recall, I'm trying to look it up, find it. Um, okay. The uh, I'll keep talking if you need no, me No, you're to. good. Um, when, when we got it, and this was back during Halloween Horror Nights, um, that gigantic thing that's, may not be the best thing for you to eat that Xavier just described. Back then it cost $14 for a theme mm-hmm. park item. And if you have an annual pass, you obviously get 10 or 15% off discount. If you have that level. Um, I thought it was an incredible value. The brunch menu that Xavier is talking about is all day. Um, and it involves um, crepes and waffles. The berries and cream waffle is one of the highest rated waffles there. And it's like $10 and people get it all the time. It's on the brunch mm-hmm. menu. And so you can get brunch. I mean, you can, not that I'm saying this would happen at Universal, but let's say you had a few too many beverages of the adult type while you're walking around the park and mm-hmm. you wanted breakfast at 10 o'clock at night. You you can do that easily at Tucson. So, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Um, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just saying their, their menu, they have like a, a huge menu. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. 
but I, I've compared it to Cheesecake Factory, but they have limited. Uh, yeah. They have cut it down a little bit lately. Yeah, they some items have disappeared from their menu, but it, it is a giant menu that ranges from breakfast to um, a meatloaf, which I recommend that. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but they have a meatloaf. Spoiler, the meatloaf may come up in things you should eat starting next week in the top three at Universal. Okay, good, good. Maybe I'll take a, I'll go get a picture for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, that meatloaf, really good. Um, then it has like tenderloin, pork tenderloin, shirt mm-hmm. rib, pasta. Like it's it's a huge menu. So they do have something for everyone there. And then and, of course, they have um, dessert. They have milkshakes and then they have sundaes. Um, they and, also and- have a chocolate, like a chocolate loaf, bread loaf, yep. almond chocolate bread loaf. That you can get as an appetizer. Yeah. Um, quick question, non-scripted question: Are you a milkshake person or a Sunday person? Because I'm trying to convince somebody I'm going with to get a Sunday because those are far easier to share. Okay, so because you know you've you've seen in action how like I am when I'm in the parks when mm-hmm. like it's an event and like I'm. I'm on a time limit to get all this done before the end of the day. You saw, like, we we got to the booth, we ordered, we took pictures, we ate, I took a note or two, and then we kept moving. Like, we, it was non, or it was a fast-paced, non-stop. Yeah, for those of you missing that, for those of you missing that, on February 5th, the opening day of Mardi Gras, where all the food came out and all the shakes and everything, I was part of Xavier's team trying all the food pretty much all day. And we did that for several days. And it's just get the food, get the information and go from there. Yeah. So, so it's a fast paced environment. And that's usually how it is. Like every time that we're in the park, um, uh, when like me, Ray or Carrie, when we were going to the park, I, I usually try to be like fast paced about it. So we can like spend the rest of the day, like doing what they want to do, um, going on rides, seeing the shows and stuff like that. So um, usually it's a milkshake for me. We grab a, our milkshake and we're out the door. Um, if we go to Tucson and it's like the end of the night, we're doing it as like the end of the night type of thing, then yeah, we'll go and we'll get something off their um, Sunday menu. Um, we'll normally get, which one is it? Um, the bread pudding. Um, I always have them try the bread, the bread pudding. Then we would get the flower. I had to try the flourless cake. They weren't a big fan of it, um, but I love. I kind of I love the flourless cake. Um, oh, it's pretty good. The, yeah, it's Nutella ice cream and then raspberry sauce on like a chocolate cake and another you know another check mark extras to put. Um, I don't like chocolate, <laughs> so having me come to a restaurant with chocolate based food items don't like it. Um, I mean, well, I don't mean like me things. asking you a question about a place with chocolate in the name, knowing that was a, was a, was a leading question. I do yes, want to, yeah, just to, just to move on um, to save you the trouble. Xavier is the one that got me onto this. The napkins at Tusum, I'm not sure what the deal is with those napkins, but those napkins are like, like you buy, so the, really, you buy the really good napkins at your grocery store, wherever you get napkins at these mm-hmm. are those quality. And so, some of us have been known to take a few extra with us when we leave from Tucson. Just, <laughs> he, just he's, saying. He's talking about me. I have no, no. I've started doing it too. Napkins. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, I have. I usually always have a 
backpack full of those twosome napkins. I'm like, please, can you give me three more? And yeah. I go to twosome at least once a month to um, get a, a milkshake. Um, I'm trying to brine my milkshake uh, horizons because when I go there, I usually only get the uh, cookie jar, uh, the celebration red velvet. So I'm trying to, you know, make my horizons big on milkshakes. Yep, I, I can see that. And those of you might want to expect reviews from me from Tucson over the next couple of weeks based on my trip. Um, Xavier, changing subject slightly. Somewhere yes. in the order of this podcast, I now know that it'll be later in this podcast, I'm going to talk about the advantages of staying at the Disney Springs area hotels. Mm-hmm. Since we both dined at the American Kitchen Bar and Grill at the B Resort, can you tell me about your experience? Sure. Let me, I had to pull it up. Here it is. Okay. So we both went to, you know, American Kitchen at the B Resort and we got to try some of the food items. Um, that's going to be, well, that's going to be on their normal, regular, everyday menu. Um, and then they also had a couple items that, uh, for us that we tried that may not be on the menu. Uh, they were still kind of planning out, still trying um, to get names for every, some things. Everything we tried now. Is technically on the it's menu. It's officially on the form. menu. Yes. Okay. All right. So, well, everything that we tried then is on their menu. Um, so we had like a multi-course meal. Um, it started off with, and let me tell you, after having this ceviche, like going to Universal having their ceviche, I'm like, it does not compare to how amazing the ceviche um, at American Kitchen was. Um, Absolutely great. Uh, Chef David, uh, they did a fantastic job when it came um, to all of the food that we tried. Um, Then we, after we had the ceviche, we went to try the, the, it was Wagyu steak, actually. Um, It was, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember, oh, the short rib. It was the short rib. And when you say fall off the bone, after I got like 50 million pictures of it in videos, I like, I literally, I touched it with my knife and it fell off. It fell off the bone. It was amazing too. Absolutely amazing. Um, I want to go back and take uh, Carrie or Ray there, but they've been on a Disney kick. So we've been, you know, going to Disney restaurants for breakfast uh, lately. Well, I definitely want to take them there so they can uh, try the dinner there. And then after we had that, we went straight towards uh, dessert. Um, that was my favorite portion. Um, so during every course, they served us a drink. Um, first course was the, it was the Bee Resort uh, Margarita. That was, the, that was the Bee Margarita. Yeah, the Bee Margarita. Uh, the second course uh, for the short rib, it was a, I want to say it was a, was it a, it was a wine. Yeah, I'm you're asking me, you're asking, you're asking the non-drinker here this question. So I, you know, you're on your own that one. Uh, yeah, it, it was a wine. I'm trying to remember exactly what wine it was. It while, was while he's a, figuring gosh, that out. Gascon, oh Gascon LeBlanc. I know I'm pronouncing this wrong, wrong, but uh, it's described, or I described as a. It was pretty much a full body wine. Had a violet, kind of dark violet color to it. Um, 
and had like the berries, um, blackberry, blueberry, those kind of were the flavors I was getting from it. So um, great wine, great, great pairing for uh, your short rib. Oh, you said you were mentioning something? Yeah, I was going to say, for those of you wondering, he described, that means from his blog on his website that you can find a universal food blog, by the way, but we'll get to yes. that later. Um, and then the last two things we tried were the vermilion cake and then we also tried the earthquake um so the vermilion vermilion cake it basically is a south american flan uh that has been layered with a I don't know how to describe it. Uh, layered with like a red velvet cake um, on the bottom. And then it had like a raspberry sauce um, on it. It was very delicious. Uh, that I would literally, if they made that as like a whole cake, I would buy that. Right. And then it, that was also paired with a drink. Yeah, they paired it with some red velvet Baileys. And oh my goodness, I... <laughs> I love uh, Red Velvet Bailey's. I, that was the night that I learned that I love that so much. Um, but yeah, it, that was absolutely amazing. Uh, they also had fruit to go with it, raspberry, strawberries, um, and some marshmallows. That is a, I have to get dessert. And make sure you get that Red Velvet pairing. Uh, and then, like I said, they had the earthquake. If you don't know where the earthquake is, it is a... A cho- it's basically like a chocolate cake um, that has been, and when I say chocolate, I mean it's an enormous chocolate cake um, that has been layered with brownies. Um, it has Snickers on it, Twix, uh, biscotti crumble, and then they cover it in chocolate sauce. And it's it's pretty much big enough for like two or three people to share. I think by the end of the end of the night. Uh, you were you tapped out. You're like, I can't have any more. And I'm like, I'm trying to finish this. It well, was, you got to remember, I, I had several Everglaze donuts and all yes. the Gideon's cookies that day already. Yes, yes, you you had a lot that day, so, and several appetizers at Jock Lindsay's. Yeah, so. so by the end of the night, I was the one finishing that. If you if you've been paying attention earlier, I said I don't like chocolate. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that in the red velvet cake because red velvet is, is chocolate those are two things where i was like this is awesome i have to finish this there so there there are some chocolate things that i will eat um, that is definitely one of them um so yeah be resort the american kitchen absolutely awesome their culinary team they are doing a amazing job right now um they right now they're doing a they're doing a menu for Easter. Yeah, this um, will, it's this a brunch out, menu. This will come out after Easter, so everybody gets to miss uh, that. You guys but I would expect yes. something from Mother's Day, but I'll cover a little bit of this later in the podcast. Okay. So, yeah, just be on the lookout for uh, Be Resort because it definitely is an upcoming uh, restaurant in the Disney Springs area that you want to keep an eye out on. Okay, Xavier, thanks. Uh, finishing up this interview, I want to ask you a complicated question. Uh-oh. In, in your experience in the Orlando area theme park industry, 
What are common mistakes that people make that could easily be avoided? These mistakes can be about food. They can be related to just theme parks. I realize as we record this, we are in the prime spring break week with Easter season coming up. Mm -hmm. So I suspect you have heard a whole bunch of these bad mistakes made lately. Yes. um, I I do not try to listen to people's conversations, but people, you know, when you're walking through the parks and like you've been in the parks as long as I have, I've been doing this for six years now, um, just like visiting the parks, you start to like tune things out. You like, you tune out the background music, you tune out the, um, the roller coasters, the noise from the roller coasters, the screaming people, and you just start to like listen to people's conversations on like you know how much fun they're having during the day, uh, what has gone wrong during the day for them, and um, that kind of that helps me with uh, kind of what I need will want to talk about. Um, so one of the things is knowing the park hours. You would think that that is common sense, but sometimes that is not um most of the time it is not uh know the park hours park hours are posted on the website it is posted on the app it's posted before you park your car your rental car in the tow plaza and it's posted before you come into the park what the park hours are going to be know those park hours because You'll think, oh, it's the middle of summer. The park is going to be open till 10. And then you get that one day, that day that you decided to come to Universal, the park closes at 6 p.m. for a private event that you're not invited to. Know those park hours because if that happens to you, you're pretty much you're out of luck because um, if you're like me, you read the tickets, you read the disclaimers on everything and Universal does not do any exchanges, refunds, rain checks, anything of that sort. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to get an apology and you're going to get a reasoning why you're not getting uh, a rain check to come back on a different day. Um, yeah, I can, I, I can assure you from the other side, I'm, I, the articles I've written lately got the most traffic is when I've been updating people about early park admission. And people just seem to think that every park will be open just because they're staying at the hotel. Yeah. And that is not the normal pattern at Universal. So that's the other thing of when you go to the app or you go to the website, it will tell you which park is open for early admission and when the hours are and what it is. But you have to check these things. I will say this week, every park, every park is open right now for yes. early park admission, but that is not that's not an everyday thing. It's usually only one park. And it's right. one park for a whole month or two. Right. So, so Tom, you when, you're, when you're listening to this, when you get there, this will not be true. It'll only be Islands of Adventure that'll be open for early park admission at Universal until June 30th. That's as yeah. far as we know right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, Express isn't admission. When you buy your Express on the website or through the app, that $300 price you may see does not include your admission. That is just the Express. So you make sure that when you're buying your express, you buy your admission too. So yeah, you might be paying four or $500 now for a ticket to get into the parks. Um, if you are looking for the admission with express option, 
it is available. Um, X, you can ask your travel agent. You can go to universalorlando.com um, and make sure you go to like the bundle and save uh, feature on the website and you can buy a ticket with Express, but you can only do that on the website through your travel agent or uh, the guest contact center, Universal's guest contact center, or, you know, just Universal's general 1-800 number. Right. So for, for those of you who don't know, you can find a lot of this information. Xavier wrote an article about um, things you need to know about Express, but also Xavier, this, this podcast tends to be a, a um, does not encourage people to buy Genie Plus or, or Express. I think they call them lemmings or foolish, so just so you know that. But yes, if you go during a very busy time, $300 for Express could be true. And kind of taking over this podcast, the, um, as we are recording on, on a Thursday, um, the walls around Salt and Straw at Disney Springs mm-hmm. just just came down. So Salt and Straw may be open by the time Tom gets there. Uh-oh. I, I might need to run to Springs. Well, that's what before. I was thinking. I was tr- I'm planning a trip over to Springs while I'm there. So I may have to make a trip over there. So let's let's tie this together. Xavier, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Just so I'm not the only one talking this week is as, as Tom and Josh have decided to go do something weird for theme park podcasters, go yes. to theme parks. I can't believe they're doing that. Can you do me a favor? Yes. And, yes. and tell the audience about your site and any exciting things in the future with universal food blog or groups you partner with. Okay. So definitely. So if you guys go to the website, it's a U O R foodblog.com or you can go to uogrubhub.com we're phasing out uogrubhub.com because um a year into starting that website uh under that uh, url i realized that the first thing that pops up under google is grubhub (laughs) and uh yeah we are definitely not grubhub we do not deliver food to people uh, from the theme parks. Uh, so we definitely, we changed our, our website and all our social media handles. They are now, uh, uorfoodblog.com. Um, at that website, you guys can find different articles about food, things that's happening in the parks. Um, we have, uh, just updated our website, um, to hopefully maybe in the next 30 minutes, we can get something from, uh, Horror Nights, uh, the Horror Nights Twitter account about uh, something that is going to be happening during Horror Nights. We're, we're hoping everyone in the Horror Nights community, we're hoping that today's the day we get something. We usually get our, our house announcements on Thursdays around noon, so we're hoping that that happens. Um, you can also find general park information uh, that I've collected throughout the year, some prices for the all-day lockers, um, the height width of those lockers. You can also find hurricane information. Um, that is the one time Universal is lenient and they will give money back um, or they will help you with a rain check for a different day. You can sign up for our newsletter. I send out a newsletter every almost every month. I did not do one last month, but I will be doing one this month. Um, talking about general updates around the park. I have menus for Mardi Gras. I have the Menu for our menu for last year for her nights, just in case you want to look at that. Um, then we also have the Aventura Expeditions blog that is under it's under our umbrella. We have a blog where we talk about the different places we've visited around Orlando or around you know 
just the United States in general. Um, Ray, well, no, I'm sorry, Carrie is going to be posting about her Disney cruise that she did uh, here in the next week or two. So you guys may be able to see that. And then I will be posting about uh, Maple Street uh, Biscuit Company. Maple Street Biscuits, they do a lot of dishes that are based on biscuits. Um, I got their cinnamon roll biscuits, also their uh, it's a biscuit that comes with uh, uh, thigh, and then it has cheese on it and apple butter. Now, remember, Xavier, you're speaking to a, a UK theme park audience. So when you say biscuit, they're not thinking U.S. savory biscuit. They're thinking a cookie. Uh, yes, it's definitely not a cookie. It's not a cookie. Um, I don't know what I, gosh, I should know this. I listen to Lee every week. <laughs> I don't know what their their equivalent to that would be. I, I use the term a U.S. savory biscuit, so that gives them the idea that that when you talk about cinnamon and other stuff on top of it, um, it's this terrible connection. But if you wanted to reach, you could call it like a scone, except ah, a U.S. Yeah. type scone. That's a that's a huge reach and very insulting to my British friends. But um, just just so we've got that. Sorry, I cut you off. Anything else? Um, so no, that's actually it. Um, like, do very pay very close attention to our Horror Nights um, page um, because I do have uh, an area where you can get discounted tickets, um, single night tickets right now. That's the only thing that's available, single night tickets for Horror Nights. If you want a discounted ticket, I do have a place where you can get those. Um, just do be aware that this is something that I've learned when you buy through third party um, ticket places. So that could be at your hotel. That's not a universal hotel. So Westgate, um, Marriott, places like that. When you buy through third parties or through Expedia, places like that, if you have something wrong with your ticket and you wait until the day of, so let's say you purchased it for the wrong day, you're going to have to pay the difference and the date change and that difference can be a hundred dollars for that ticket because you're paying at gate pricing and you're paying the difference, the change today. So do be very aware of that. Um, once you buy through a third party universal, they can't help you because you bought it through a third party. You didn't buy it through universal. Thanks Xavier. That's actually a good point. We get to Halloween Lawrence and maybe in, and your website, because you also have a, a podcast, the Universal Food Blog. We're probably going to cover that, cover that when you do Halloween Horror Nights. But thanks, mm-hmm. Xavier. Thanks for coming on the Park Red Podcast. And I'm going to continue to talk on this podcast covering some other theme park news. But I appreciate you coming on. Thank and you so I much. Will, I will chat with you later. Thank you, my friend. Mm-hmm.